Hey, it's Michael Rosso, Film Photography Podcast. This is our August 1st episode number 40. <gasps> the big 4-0. And this is a, a really, really exciting show, and I'll tell you why. I'm going to introduce everyone that's here, but firstly, we're in our, we're in our remote studio at the Finlay Inn and Conference Center in Finlay, Ohio, of first. And, of, and I'm here with Matt Mirage. Hey, how's it going, Mike? Dan Domi. Hey, guys, how's it going? And for our first time ever, our studio audience made up of our good friends, Chris and Tom from New York. Hey! Now, of course, Chris Fizio and Tom Schaefer, you guys are at the New York Photo Walk. You guys were at the uh, Canadian Photo Walk. You guys are came out for the uh, Midwest Photo Walk, which was on the July 15th. And that's amazing. You guys are real troopers. Hey! hey. Yes, thank you. Thank you, they made the love sign. Today we are also recording some video for our YouTube channel. Uh, we have Joe Colbeck behind the camera. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. Joe just waved. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. <laughs> this is our FPP Midwest wrap-up show, and we're going to be rolling in the videotape, audio tape, from our Midwest meetup. And also today is the spotlight on the new Kodak Portra films. Mm. Kodak was kind enough to send FPP 20 rolls of film. Hey! And I handed out a roll to everyone on the uh, photo walk. Whatever's left, we're giving away on. Oh, oh brilliant! Great. Yeah. yeah. So I do have tasty. Quite a bit left. <laughs> I have a lot more. One sixty left. Yeah. Well, that's fine. I'll take. <laughs> I, I. Yeah, I shot some of that. <laughs> and uh, we're talking about Kodak Portra one sixty and the new Kodak Portra four hundred. So we're going to be talking about uh, the, our Midwest our Midwest meetup, which also included uh, Matt's gallery show at the Finlay University. Top notch. Kodak. Yes, top notch. Kodak <laughs> Portra, and a heck of a lot more. When we come back, we're going to take a quick break. So we'll be right back. Hey, we're back. <laughs> hey, we're back. Yeah, here we are. We're back. I thought, you know, the first, we'll, we'll start let's start with some news. Ease it in. Yeah, yeah. Let, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's ease yeah. it right in. Uh, I received a letter from Mikhail. Mikhail is from the Czech Republic, and FPP donated uh, 20 rolls, film in, film out, right? <laughs> Hey, that's how it works. <laughs> Portrait came and Kodak went out. Uh, well, he didn't get Portrait. He got some black and white and some, some random color. Uh, Mikkel <laughs> is in the Czech Republic, and he is uh, putting together a series of photo walks, mostly in Prague, and with a group of people to shoot and then have best photo of the day. Oh. So he wrote to the FPP and said, hey, can, can we get some film? And uh, I said, sure. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah so you, I, yeah. 
I put a package together and shipped it out. Now, Prague's beautiful. I'm, I'd love to see those shots. Yes, yeah. Is there a caveat? Are, are they going to post some stuff on the Flickr pool, hopefully? And yeah. I asked Mikkel to get in touch with us, so I'm looking forward to hearing back from him as soon as uh, he has you know, some, some stuff. Yeah. Uh, other big news which took place on our Flickr group. By the way, I forgot to mention anyone out there listening, uh, tuning in your dial for the first time. Welcome. Welcome. Thanks. This is the Internet Radio Show for people who love film, who people who love shooting film yes. thinking about shooting film right. is is it a podcast for people who like tropical fishes no not necessarily nope okay it's is it about film photography yes oh so if you're tuning in for the first time if you found us on the itunes which many people have oh yeah mm-hmm. i encourage you to visit up vi- visit up visit <laughs> us on our website uh, our spiffy new website Ooh, filmphotographyproject.com you can also go to filmphotographypodcast.com. It's the same. One and the same. It all goes to the new hubbub. It's the hub. It's the place to go. That's right. On our new hub, we have features, news, reviews, of course, our podcast, giveaways. You can sign up for giveaways now. It's no longer sending me an email. You've got to love that. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. Say, yeah. <laughs> it's now going to all our giveaways. You go to the new website and you click giveaways and there it is as a matter of fact let's click right now click right now always go to the site to see what giveaways are fresh because some of these shoes we record uh you know we pre-record like right now which you'll you'll still find our fpp polaroid packtastic camera giveaway that's ongoing it's all summer packtastic our monthly film giveaway and continuous yes continuous and yashica Electro GSN, which may or may not still be up there by the time this podcast hits. Oh, I remember that picture. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have our uh, fl- Flickr link, of course. Oh, look at right. that. It shows discussion and group pool. That's cool. Oh, look at oh. that. Ooh, ooh. Nice. I didn't know that. No, that's that's cool. I, like I said, every time I visit this website, there's something new I figure out. Michael yes. Kalia is a wizard yeah. with yes. this, yeah. this website. This site was uh, I got print of him. designed by uh, Michael Kalia. Uh, of course, FPP guy helped the New York meetup this past spring. Uh, also uh, designed by Paige Davis. And, of course... There he is, Michael yeah. Kalea. Michael Kalea. Camera. Yeah. Now, is he coming Very out blurry. of a courtroom there? Is that like a No, we were, we were on the like streets. It looks like a courtroom shot, yeah. doesn't it? We were on the streets of New York, and I was just trying to shoot him, and it was too blurry, motion blur. But I like the shot of yeah. uh, this guy making his way past him, like, hey, move out of the way, buddy. We also have a gallery online, which is in the process of being worked on right now. Of course, we have our FPP store, the About button, and, of course, last but not least, the donate button. You're going to hear about mm. all sorts of stuff we're giving away. You could donate if you have a camera you're not using, or let's say you go in your attic, you raid yeah. your parents or grandparents' attic, and they have like an old Polaroid there. You want to donate it? Yeah. Donate it. We'll turn it around and give it to someone else. Uh, you could also donate film. Uh-huh. And of course, if you donate cold hard cash, it does help offset all the costs of FPP. One guy, I don't have his letter in front of me because it's months old. He sent like 20 bucks in an envelope. He nice. said, buy pizzas, <laughs> which I actually did yesterday. Nice. Oh, yeah. 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 Welcome, everyone. People just tuning in. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Also in the news recently in the last few weeks have, has been the fact that Walgreens stores here in the U.S., uh, coast to coast, had a sale, a big sale on film 
is $1 a roll for Walgreens 35mm, 200 ASA, 400 ASA, and 800 ASA. Flushing it out. I heard we got a little uh, little carried away with that, huh, Yes, Mike? we did. I put, I put <laughs> the word out on our Flickr group. I made it a special mission for yeah. FPP listeners to go to your Walgreens store and clean them out of $1 film. And little did I know that we would receive here at FPP over 500 rolls of film. Almost in a week, or less than yeah. a week. Yeah. But I just heard about it the other day. Don't feel so bad anymore that I don't live close to Walgreens. Yeah. If you want, if you ever want breaking news, you can always go right to the site, filmphotographyproject.com, and you'll get the breaking news. Like if you want the final film count, go to filmphotographyproject.com. There'll be a news story on that. If you're getting free film, if you're, uh, you know, uh, going to our giveaways and signing up for free film, you're not going to be shocked if you see a roll of Walgreens film in your, your real, real inbox. hard inbox. Uh, most likely. You may receive a, uh, a a roll of Walgreens film. Still pretty good film, though. Had yeah. good luck with it. Oh, you shot it? Yes, I shot. Well, you know, I I, I was I was holding out on you, Mike. <laughs> I, oh. I, I I promised you thirty, but I think I gave you twenty eight because I was like, well, let's try this eight hundred. Okay. Yeah, it looks like. Uh, yeah, make sure it's good stuff. Yeah, and it looks just like the uh, the Fuji consumer films. It looks pretty good. Uh, we'll do, we're gonna do a few letters real real, real quick. Uh, guy includes Dan in. Like, Dan, you're, like, in. You're in. Like, some people think, like, you're, like, one of the hosts now. Oh, oh Brian really? Scar- Brian Scarrett. Oh, he's a Flickr contact. Okay. 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 Matt knows everybody, by the way. <laughs> if you're just tuning in for the first time, I'm going to add you. might be one of mine. I don't know. Brian Scarrett. Dear Mike, John, Matt, and the rest of the FPP family, I was Damn. thrilled last week when I finally got, the, got to the June 10th podcast, and I heard you guys responding to my question about Home C41. It was great to get encouragement and advice from Dan and Matt, and I'm about to order my tetanol kit now. C41. I'll be sure to post my results in the Flickr pool. By the way, uh, my Flickr stream is B underscore S-K-E-R-R-A-T-T. Thanks again for everything you do. Very nice. Look at that. I might have him as a Flickr contact, but I'll have to double check. Well, he's going to have like, you know, 200 more after this podcast, right? Nice home C41 stuff. Yeah, that's, that's always fun. We'll do one yeah. more letter before we get into the meat of Let's, our show. Meat. Dan, you want to read this one? Ah, sure. You feel it down? Try. All right. Titled Hello. Look at your prints. Tom Jagger. Hi, I just want to say hello. I'm a freelance photographer in Ooh. the UK. I'm an avid listener to the film podcast and wherever possible, always, emphasized, shoot film. I love experimenting with film chemicals, processes, and paper. My favorite cameras are my Hasselblad 500CM. Yeah. And uh, Pentax LX. Some of my my latest work can be found on my website tomjagger j-a-g-g-e-r dot co dot uk the nocturne bike event being most recent hmm. when all the press guys were shooting with canon 1ds i love to see the look on their face when i get my lx out no back breaking heavy camera bag or extra lenses keep up the good work tom well, thank yeah, you, Tom. I'd like, to, yeah, uh, I'd like to see the look on their faces, too. I really appreciate when folks out there listening write to us. You know, uh, okay. send us an email. We want to know you're out there. We want to hear about basically what you're doing, what you're shooting with. You know, are you sending your film out? Where are you sending your film out to be done? You know, are you doing home processing? Uh, did you just find? Did you just did you just discover film photography? Are you a digital shooter? Do street photography? You know what what what's going on? Just send us an email at podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. That's right, podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Yo yo yo. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Mm. That's right. <laughs> And I'm happy today to talk about brand new Emulsion that was released by 
Kodak this year in 2011, and it's called Kodak Portra. Now, folks out there who have been shooting film may say, well, you know, Mike, uh, Portra's nothing new. What are you talking about? But that's not true. It's, there's been Portra NC and VC. Yep for a while now. Yeah, but now those stocks have been discontinued in favor of the new Portra 160 and the Portra 400. And I'm going to read you very quickly uh, just an announcement from Kodak, Kodak about uh, these films. Well, here, Mike, I'll, I'll Vanna White these while oh, okay. you... Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Portra 400 has been out for a while, and Kodak just released the Port Portra 160. It says, Portra 160 incorporates Kodak's advanced cubic emulsion to Im achieve finer grain. Cubic emulsions. Like the new Kodak Professional Portra 400, Kodak Professional Portra 160 also employs Kodak Vision film technology and antenna dye sens sensitization in the magenta emulsion layers. But what's it all mean, Mike? But what's it all mean? Well, you know, the, the tones of you, like uh, Dan had mentioned that uh, a portrait really handles greens well. Mm -hmm. Put it simple, there's a lot of stuff going on in this film. There's a lot of stuff crammed. Yeah. You know, like if you want the New Jersey interpretation of all the technology, <laughs> it's very simple. There's a lot of stuff going on squeezed in between the plastic of the portrait films. There's a lot in those layers. Yeah, there's a lot in those layers. Now, according to Kodak, Photographers can trust the new Kodak Professional Portra 160 film to deliver exceptional skin tones, which is the hallmark of the Portra film family. Kodak showcased the new film at their trade show in Las Vegas, and the quote is, As filmmaking technology evolves, we continue to seek ways to improve our films to better serve the professional film shooter. Yes, yeah. the vision technology, that's actually been out um, a long, long time, and yeah. their newest vision film has been around since about 05, 06. So it, takes, so it does take a long time for that technology to kind of trickle its way down into uh, still photography, especially because they don't want to send us a film that has uh, a Remjet backing or the black backing because right. that, uh, that ruins your chems pretty quick. The new Kodak Professional Portra. Photographers looking for the ultimate quality have an unmatched portfolio from which to select, including the recent announced Kodak Portra 400 and, of course, the award-winning Kodak Professional Ektar 100. Together, this new family of Kodak color negative films offers an extraordinary palette of colors, speed and latitude unmatched fine grain for superior performance in every shooting situation now they mentioned latitude and i think that's what's the most important oh, yeah. because i'm i'm new to shooting kodak portra with my <laughs> handy dandy uh, pentax uh, k1000 se by the way mm. se because people were asking me mike did you skin this yourself the beautiful SE has, uh, you know, brown leatherette. Ooh. Anyhow, I was shooting first time on the FPP Midwest uh, meetup. I popped in some Portra 400 into my camera. And what did you think? I was blown away. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that because Kodak sent us free film. <laughs> now, they have to send us a lot more for Mike to start lying. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I left the flash at home, you know. I tend to use flash photography. Mike never does this. Yeah. Never leaves it at home. I left the flash at home. He was, he was scared. He, he told me. And in many instances, I was shooting with uh, some ba backlight situations. Yeah. The film handled the skin tones uh, amazingly well. There's an amazing um, latitude between the stops. Yeah. I noticed yeah. my backgrounds were not completely burned out. Well, remember right. when you took it in the shack? Yes, yeah. yes. It handled the shack well. I took mm -hmm. the uh, Kodak Portra 400 into shack. The shack. Shack. Shack, 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 shack. Of course, shack is Radio Shack. And Dan, this was you're, you're new news. to Portra films as well? 
Uh, not so much. I've been shooting uh, 400 for the uh, past few months. Uh, but definitely new to 160, so I shot okay. a roll of that. Have you seen your results up. yet? No, I've not. They've been scanned, but I haven't looked at them. But Matt, you've been shooting for months now. Can you give us your? I'll give, give it give all. Us the, give, yeah, give it all, including the, some amazing things you've been doing. Okay, well, with, you know, really <laughs> stretching, pushing, taking Portra 400 to its absolute, you know, to the end of the universe. <laughs> And, and, you know, how, how you've done with that. Get, so I, take it away, man. All right. Well, I've done some pretty nasty things with the uh, – well, this, that's the 160. This so the, the Portrait 400, it's – you know, the range on this film is crazy, to say the least. I first – I picked up uh, – when I first met you guys at PDN – Last year, they were handing out free rolls of this for people to test out in 35 and 120. I read on some blog, some guy that had gotten film even before the PDN show, he'd been doing some crazy stuff to it because you can uh, push and pull. That's what they're, they're talking about with the latitude. You can grossly over and underexpose this film and still get pretty pleasing results without, without even pushing and pulling just by over and underexposing and regular processing. So the first thing I did with my sh- roll, well, I shot it at 400 and it looked predictable. It's, it's 400 film. It's going to look great at 400. So the next roll, I shot at 800. And then I read another blog somewhere, another wedding shooter. He didn't push it, and it still looked good. So, sure, let's shoot at 800. Came out great. So then I, I took it a step further at uh, my family Christmas, and I shot it at 1600. No push. Came out great. A little color adjustment in Photoshop because the shadows get kind of weird. Still turned out great. Then, well, let's keep going. So uh, by the time uh, Lauren and I came on to do the the, sh- the program for March, and I brought her along when we were in the city, I shot it at 3200 in uh, right in Times Square, and that was the one of the pictures in my show. 3200 pros- uh, pushed only one stop, so processed like it was 800, and the results were just gorgeous. I couldn't believe it. Like people were asking me on my Flickr page, "Oh, how, you know, what did you do to this in Photoshop?" And nothing. I pulled up like the blacks just because uh, my lab, when they scan it, they do uh, they do it really bright, so it gets kind of like. Grayed out. Yeah, mil- yeah, that's a great way. So yeah. you had to basically go to levels in a fo- in a program like Photoshop and basically uh, tweak your black level. Just the black. Everything else was great. Yes. So yeah, it was. I mean, of, of course, you know what was milky is now black. So y- when you push film, and I'm sure Dan can say too, like there's no uh, expectations of what you're going to get in the shadows. You kind of yeah. like kiss your shadows goodbye. Yeah. But you can still get a really cool looking image. And I think the the one of Lauren is like my hallmark for what you can do with portrait films on the underexposing side. Right. Yeah. And then overexposing, I was in... Uh, That's my favorite. I was doing I was doing Finley and Lima, a town near here, and I was just doing like Urban Decay kind of shots, and I shot it at uh, 100 and 200 without pulling it or under-processing uh, it. And, you know, some people accuse some of the portrait films of having like this yellowish kind of tint. I don't really see it. I just see these really awesome, smooth mid-tones and highlights that are still there Yeah. at uh, at that kind of overexposure. And it just looks great. Because I always overexpose everything a little anyway. But it, it just handles such a range with very little, very little detriment to your image. Yeah. Well, and you don't have to mess with it too much. No, that's yeah. what's that's what's great. I really, I am not a guy that messes with with digital too much. So here's yeah. a quote from uh, Ryan uh, Muirhead. Muirhead, yeah, yeah he's like uh, the poster boy for Portra. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's he a great guy. Hey Ryan, 
uh, Ryan says, uh, I found the versatility of the new Portra 160 film to simply astounding. So many elements of it to make my job easier. The latitude has freed me up to approach each shoot uniquely. The new Portra 160 is also a dream to scan. Everything I love about photography takes place behind the camera. Everything I hate about photography takes place behind a computer. Great way to say it. Mm -hmm. With this new film, using the proper exposure, I often find myself cutting Photoshop out of my workflow. As a result, I spend more time shooting and less time editing. Priceless. And that's what I noticed going to the FPP Midwest Meetup, Portra 400, shooting it on the street, driving it down to Rite Aid, then processing, printing, and scanning it. I popped the disc in the computer, brought up the shot of Lauren at the shack. Nothing was done to that. Yeah, yeah. look great. Is, boom, done. Shack, 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 shack. As Ryan said, it's simply astonishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're shooting professionally, the latitude, it, like, it's so wide that uh, if you're underexposing or overexposing, you're not. Doesn't worried. matter. There's no sweat beads on your head. Correct, and it's still going to print very well. And you know, it's not like you went to a lab that that you can say, "Oh, this is Portra. You got to be careful when you're scanning." No, they didn't do it. Right. It's a it's a one hour photo, yes. and they still. Couldn't do anything wrong to it. No, <laughs> it's idiot proof. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and uh, some of the shots I, I which you saw the prints that I did at your gallery show. Yeah, those are all the four hundred, right? Uh, that's four hundred. Yeah. Yeah. That's, lo- that's a lot of mixed light there. Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah. The, I had a the, I had a light panel on the camera, which is a, a kind of a colder LED, right? Uh, that's uh, that's um, oh outdoors. Daylight. Okay. Daylight. Thank you, Dan. Daylight. Uh, Fifty-five hundred K. Yeah. yeah. Color temperature. Uh, the lights in the ceiling, those were not fluorescents. Those look kind of warm. They're, they're halogens, but even the halogens had a little, like, difference yeah. in temperature between each bulb. So. Very little tweaking. Now, the actual prints no, that and, were done. And they look good. Yeah. They look pretty good. Like, if I brought that up on the screen... It'd be, uh, it'd be it pretty look, good. Yeah, it would look great. It's just something about it. Uh, I'd love it. Right. For folks out there listening who... Um, well, first of all, let me ask you, Matt. Do you know what formats is Portra currently available? Portra. Okay, so this is this is the best part about yeah. Portra. Portra is available in 400 and 160. Are available in 35, 120, 220. If you buy it off Adorama or VNH, they will even respool it to 620 for you, oh, pre-respooled. Oh no. You're kidding? No. no. Four by five, eight by ten. No way. Yeah. Yes, I can get Portra 400 in eight by ten, and it's Same. gorgeous. Have you shot it yet, eight by ten? Yes. And it's outstanding. The uh, outstanding. Yeah, the pictures will be slowly working their way onto my Flickr stream. What do FPPers out there listening need to know? They need to know that if they haven't tried it yet, give it a go. Yeah. One, one roll, five rolls, give it a go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the news on the Kodak portrait. Did we forget anything? The 160. We we need to show yeah. the 160 a little love. Okay. It's uh, yeah. it's just as good as the 400. I wouldn't try and push it too far. Chris was telling me uh, a friend of his is is pl- is pushing the the 160 pretty hard, grossly underexposing it. But it seems like you can even get some results doing uh, doing that too, gross yeah. over and underexposure. But what they said about the the skin tones was absolutely spot on. I did um, the last wedding I did in July was all on portrait 160 and 400. That's it, two emulsions done. When you have a, a really high contrasty scene like folks on the beach almost against the sun, the sky still came out blue. It was crazy. I loved it. Well, good. We're, uh, so that's the Kodak Portrait Report. We're very, as you can hear, we're very beyond excited about it. We're going to take a quick break and then come back and talk about the FPP Midwest meetup where we shot Portra. 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 <laughs> so we'll be right back. Man's best friend. 
make some of man's best pictures. Appealing snapshots, beautiful color slides, lively home movies. Your dog has a personality all his own, so you don't need trick shots or dog show poses. Just watch him quietly, keep your camera ready, and you'll get the kind of picture only you can take. If you can, have a helper who knows your dog. Then, as he talks quietly to your dog, you'll get the kind of alert expression you've been waiting for. A favorite ball or bone is almost sure to bring you an appealing pose like this. And don't forget his friends or acquaintances. And remember, they all look best before a simple background. Of course, you'll want to do as all professionals do and take several shots of every situation. That way you'll be sure to get pictures you'll enjoy over and over again. And whether you make snapshots, color slides, or home movies, always use dependable Kodak film. The film in the familiar yellow box. Yeah. Hey, this is Mike Rosso, Film Photography Project. I'm here in the studio with John and Matt. Hello. Here, here to tell you about our eBay auctions. Help support FPP by visiting our auction pages. Awesome auctions because they start at 99 cents. 99 cents? That's right. So we really need your participation. We're having our Polaroid Packtastic Summer Celebration, and every weekend I'm grabbing two pack cameras, one... Polar Plastic Fantastic. That's a Polaroid pack camera that's all plastic, and I'm also bringing one of the much sought-after... Polaroid 100 Series Glass Lens Cameras. I would like you to visit our eBay page to see what we have, and maybe you would like to own one of my cameras from my vast, vast inventory. My Polaroid vault of cameras. Go to myworld.ebay.com slash that's forward slash film photography project. That's myworld.ebay.com myworld.ebay.com forward slash film photography project. Stop by weekly to see what we're offering. Thanks a lot. Thanks for supporting FPP. Hey, we're back. Uh, this past July 15th was the FPP Midwest Meetup, which came together very quickly. Matt, would you can you just give us a summary of, like, how did this all come together? Well, I, I found out late April about a show that I might be having at the University of Finley. What show? Exactly. And I felt, you know, I felt like there needed to be something more to it. Like, we... Because I, I knew I wanted to invite some FPPers, anybody that I knew that was a film shooter in the area... And I kind of wanted to make something out of it. And, you know, we'd been toying around recording prior shows. You're like, well, I might be out there. So I thought, let's let's get together. Let's make it official. FPP yeah. official. Yep. You know, we, we worked out some dates pretty last minute. Yeah. And we worked out locations. I, I got in touch with the local, uh, our, our local local purveyor of film, Leslie Hunsberger. And she came through for us. My, my former employers, the Finley Inn and Conference Center, they, they came in beautifully for us. Yep. Hooking us up. And then we had the gallery show, and it was just kind of a kind of a lax thing. It felt it felt very uh, felt very FPP to me. Oh yeah, I like that. It felt very FPP to me. And yeah. uh, Dan, you knew you were coming, right? Yes, I, I told Matt uh, quite a few months ago when I first heard about his his upcoming show that I would I would try my hardest to come out here. Right. Um, there's there's a little bit of a scheduling conflict because of a an, an art show in uh, my local town, more more like an arts fair that uh, is a big annual event. 
We hit the streets, and I recorded some audio uh, from, you know, on the street while we were shooting. Uh, of course, I distributed some Kodak portrait film. Yes, uh, fantastic. Yes, fantastic. Yeah. And I couldn't remember. Did, did I give one to you? I think you did. Were I think you I, shooting? Um, I, you know, I wasn't doing a lot of shooting. I passed off the uh, the giveaway, Yashica Electro GSN That's 35. Right. That's right. Uh, Test driving that. Yeah, Tom was uh, being a trooper, shooting that for me. And then I think I, I, think I slipped my uh, Trip 35 into his bag for a couple shots. Mm-hmm. So I passed those yeah. off because I was uh, I was Sherpaing around my eight by ten. Yeah, you got the Sherpa eight by ten pack. In attendance, of course, was uh, myself, Matt, Dan, uh, of course, uh, Chris, and Tom. Uh, we had Jason Benning show up, uh, D- Dave Mahali, uh, Lauren, of course, and Strudel. Yeah, yeah, I can't forget Strudel. Strudel's a dog, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of dog? Uh, he's a little, he's a little miniature dachshund. Oh, so. very nice. Like the FPP mascot. Uh, and yeah. of course, on the street was Cowboy Joe. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Cowboy Joe was shooting a video for our YouTube channel, uh, and of course, I finally got to meet uh, Leslie Hunsberger. Oh yeah, who runs Imagine That? Imagine that. Yeah, oh, Imagine yeah. That, which is really an awesome store. Yeah, she went all out for us. It was crazy. I, yeah. I, she didn't, and she didn't tell me anything. She's like, oh well, you know, I'll get ready. I'll get ready for you guys to show up. I think I'll, I'll, I'll just, you know, clean up a bit. And I had no <laughs> idea that she was going to do all the things she did. Well, Leslie yeah. decorated her entire window with uh, vintage. Film, cameras, it's not. It's not. Doesn't always look like that. No, this is like, no. She she cleaned out that room and got it all ready for F, like just for FPP. Mike, uh, did did she call you up and interview you because there were certain things that were very definitively Mike Ross. Like what? In the like, window. Yes, like the Polaroid radio. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. No, I. You know what I would say? I would say Leslie is the Leslie is the the female, like, Mike Rosso of Polaroid. She is. She's yeah. a Polaroid junkie. She's very quiet about that, right? She she is, but she's like, gets giddy when you start talking about oh, Polaroid. Right? Yeah, yeah, she does. Wow. But it was great. Well, I'm, I'm very thrilled to roll into uh, some of our sound bites. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to roll into our sound bites from the street. The FPP Midwest Meetup. It was really a great day. And we'll come back. We'll, we'll, we'll unwind a little bit about it. All right. Yeah. We'll, here's, here's the sound. Hey, Mike Rosso here, Film Photography Podcast. We're, we're, of course, Joe. Joe, where are we going? Oh, we're going to the coffee place first. Of course, it's Joe Kolbeck. And Joe Kolbeck uh, talks about coffee. Correct. Your name, sir? Dave. Dave Mahali. Dave, we're walking the halls of the Finlay Inn in Finlay, Ohio. And Dave, where did you drive from to come to the FPP meetup? Columbus, not too far away, about an hour and 40 minutes. Going downstairs to... Uh, Meet the group, and uh, yesterday we did a preliminary walk uh, of uh, the Finlay University, and Matt Marash and I uh, went to all the uh, CVS stores uh, to see what film they offered and what type of processing. We also hit up the local Walgreens stores, where this week uh, in July it uh, they were having a one dollar film sale for 35 millimeter film. I'm now approaching the gang. <laughs> the whole gang's here. Are you Jason? Yes, Jason. Jason, I'm Mike Rosso. Nice to meet you. Yes. Uh, you traveling in from where today? Uh, Troy, Ohio. So just about an hour and a half south of Finley. Oh, great. Well, welcome. Welcome. And this is Tom Shaver. Hey, how you going? Tom, the FPP trooper who's been to New York, Canada, and now to Finley, Ohio. Meet up. That's right. And are you tired from driving? Uh, I didn't drive any. I slept for half an hour. Chris drove the whole way. <laughs> where? Rochester, New York? From Buffalo, New York. Buffalo, New York. Awesome. Well, welcome. And here we have Chris Ficio. Hey, how's it going? Have I been, been pronouncing your name correctly? Um, well, it's Ficio. Ficio. Good to see you, man. Good to see you. Oh, Matt Marash. Hey, how's it going, Mike? Lauren Bagley. Hi, how's it going, Mike? Good. 
And who's this? <laughs> oh, he's gonna eat it. Oh, he yes. is gonna eat it. <laughs> That's Strudel the dog. Yes. And what is he shooting? Strudel, what are you shooting with today? <laughs> well, welcome everybody. Uh, I just handed out some uh, Kodak new Portra films. Uh, Portra 160 and Portra 400, and um, we're going to be walking. Where are we walking to, Matt? We're walking uh, two blocks south to Imagine That. That's kind of like the local place where you can get film, paper, and just talk Polaroid, because Leslie's great. Great. There's a car approaching. We were just ready to walk out, and uh, uh, Matt said, oh, 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 that's, that must be Dan. So I'm actually accosting him news style, as if he's a famous celebrity. Excuse me, excuse me, sir. Uh, excuse me, sir. Are you here for Midwest Meetup? Uh, I thought so. Great, great. And who are you, sir? I uh, my name's Dan Domi. How you- oh my God, it's Dan Domi! He's here. <laughs> and how long did it take you to get here? Um, let's see. I left at uh, six o'clock this morning, so about five and a half hours. And where are you coming from? Uh, I'm coming from uh, just outside State College, Pennsylvania. Will you be preferring to shoot a roll of Portra 400 or Portra 160? Oh, 160. I got, I got some uh, 400 with me. Excellent. Yeah. All right, Dan. I'll see you in a minute. Hey, it's Mike Rosso. I'm here in the FPP studio with Matt and John. Hey. I'm here to talk about the Film Photography Store. That's right. Film Photography Podcast. We have our own store, filmphotographystore.com. And if you have been thinking about getting a Polaroid camera, whether it's a Polaroid Pack camera, like the Color Pack 2, or the Polaroid 420 camera, that's Matt's camera. Oh, yeah, it's a great camera. Or maybe you want a Polaroid one-step close-up camera, a Polaroid impulse camera. Maybe you need some FP100C. Maybe you need some the elusive FP100B. Oh. Maybe you need some expired Polaroid, Polaroid Polo 108 film. I think I Right. Yes. Filmphotographystore.com help support the guys at FPP to keep these shoes coming your way. Yes. Filmphotographystore.com, thank you very much. Now get over there. Mm. That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mike Rosso, FPP. I'm here outside the Finlay Inn at the FPP Midwest Meetup. Real quick, let me show you who's here. Got Jason. How you doing? What's your main camera you brought with you today? Uh, Hasselblad 500CM and then oh. Canon AE-1P. So, those are... so this is like a decoy for the Hasselblad. Yes, yeah. Well, I'll break that out later. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Oh, the two guys from New York. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. Tom. Hey. <laughs> What's the main camera you're shooting with today? Uh, I got my Mamiya RT67, but I was assigned uh, this Yoshika, so. Oh, very nice. <laughs> Yeah, that that is the FPP. Can you hold that up? That is the FPP giveaway, Yashica GSN. I'm getting a little test run. And we weren't kidding around when we said, I mean, this is in beautiful shape, don't you think? Yeah, it looks nice. Yeah, it's mint, minty, as they say. Of course, over here is Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, how's it going? What's uh, what are you shooting with there? I have a Nikormat EL. Is this a decoy for some much bigger camera you have in a backpack? Um, yes, I have an RZ67 as well. Oh, very nice, very nice. Here's Dave. Hey, how's it going? What are you shooting with? Got an Olympus 35 SP rangefinder. I got an EC in my bag and an XA in the pocket. Very nice. All Olympus today. All, all Olympus today. You got it. That's awesome. We'll talk to you later. All right. And look who this is. Matt and Dan. Oh, my God. <laughs> Together again. Hey. Guys, how you doing? Good. Good. Yeah. What's your decoy? My decoy? Well, basically, we all have decoys. Okay. You know, a camera we're dangling in front of decoy and in the backpack is some amazing large camera. Okay, well, I guess my decoy, but also my primary shooter for today is my new Nikon FE2. New to you. 
New to me, yeah. yeah. Used, definitely. Matt, what's going on? I see a big tripod. Yeah, well, uh, there's, no, scared there's here. no decoy. There's nothing in this bag. This is all 8x10 film. And then this is this is the camera back here. Whoa! I just need a Sherpa. Feet! And, and over here, we have the newest member to the FPP gang. Here is... Hey, Strudels! What, uh, what are you shooting with today? Uh, and what is this stick your decoy camera? Will you have do you have a much bigger camera like in a backpack and attached to strudel is Lauren Bagley Hi, hey Lauren. What are you shooting with? Uh, my Pentax K1000. Nice. I love uh, it. Yeah, yeah, I recently bought a K1000 I'll be shooting with it today and do you have some like monster camera in your like backpack. What else you got? I've got my uh, got I've got a, I've got a Polaroid 210. Oh, very nice Lauren since you were last on the show tell us What's new, including, of course, what's in your lap? Well, I mean, I haven't shot too much film, but I did shoot a couple rolls down at Virginia Beach when my brother had his wedding. And by the way, what's in my lap right now is Strudel the Dachshund. He's my <laughs> he's my new pal. Got wow. him for my birthday, so it's almost two months that we. He does like to chew things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, you're still shooting with your Pentax K1000? I am. It's my favorite camera. I love using it. What's going on uh, illustration-wise, like you at the university? Like, what's happening? Well, next year I'm going to be doing a fifth-year internship at the university, and I'm going to be working with the uh, Mazda Museum, and working in the museum, working on, like, coordinating conferences, and just, you know, promoting children's books. It's going to be great. Do you think you'll be shooting uh, some film? Uh, this summer at all? Oh yeah, definitely. Got some uh, Polaroid cameras that need to be shot and of course plenty of film for the Pentax. Pretty awesome. I'm here with Imagine That shop owner Leslie Hunsberger. How are you doing today, Leslie? I am doing wonderful. Nothing that a few more hours of sleep wouldn't cure, but other than that, great. What are the what are the what are the uh, the, the coolest or your most favorite of your, your prize collection? Oh, wow. I don't know. I have always really loved my Olympus O product. Oh. Beautiful. I mean, the design is just gorgeous. They came out the second year with their designer camera, which was called the Accru. Didn't quite cut it. What type of what type of film does that take? It's a 35 millimeter, traditional 35. Although obviously it didn't look like it. So if you take this to some artsy fartsy show, oh, what is it? It's a camera. 30. It does look like a disc camera because of its shape, but it is strictly traditional. And is this a, a very uh, short run, uh, rare camera? I've never very seen it. Very short run, very short run. They made these and the dealers were only allowed so many. And actually, before I um, set it up, because they have the original box and all that crap, I looked what they were selling for on eBay and thought I could retire a month early. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Very unusual. It, it is very unusual. So. This is another one that, even though it looks like it really shouldn't be here, Minolta should not have let that out of their factory because it's serial number four. And that was another one where it was very dealer allocated. Dealers were allowed two of these. And I worked at a dealership at the time, so of course I have one. Yeah. (laughs) That's the good stuff. I I love the old stuff, and I love pinholes. So I have my 8x10 pinhole camera. Wow. I won some dorky photo contest and thought I can take the money and pay my electric bill or buy a camera. Pay my electric bill, buy a camera. I'm buying a camera. Bought the camera. Is this a homemade camera? No, actually it's made by the company Leonardo. I suspect from the looks of it, very much of it is homemade. But it's 8x10, super wide. Look at the back. Back of it. That's how you tuck it up once you take this out and put in your 8x10 
film holder. And it does have a tripod socket. Time it. How nice, how simple. Yeah. It kind of beats, it looks a little nicer than the cameras I used to have because I used to save toilet paper tubes and make them into pinhole cameras. Yes. Paint them black, load them up, put a little handmade pinhole in the front. And then, of course, they were referred to as pooper shooters. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, thank you. You got quite an audience around you now. I, I do. Yeah. I'm here at the Baker's Cafe with our good FPP friends, uh, Tom and Chris. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. <laughs> uh, you guys have a tremendous work on Flickr. I really am an admirer of the, the stuff you guys are shooting. It's like quality. Quality. And I was wondering, you know, uh, how often you guys shoot? Um, do you have like a, a growing gang of film shooters? Like, do friends get together? Like, what kind of flow do you have as far as sh- shooting is concerned? Well, uh, Chris and I get together actually really often. I mean, after we get out of work, we pretty much just, hey, do you want to shoot? We get together. Um, we have a friend named Kate who lives in Niagara Falls in Canada, and sometimes uh, she comes down to Buffalo or we'll go up there, and we actually shoot together very often. We mostly just shoot film. We, uh, Kate has a Hasselblad. Uh, Chris and I both have uh, Mamiya's. Yeah, we get together pretty damn often and shoot a lot of film together. Okay, cool. And the output, the stuff we're seeing on, on Flickr, is that just a, just a sampling? I mean, do you guys shoot a lot? Well, um, recently, personally, I haven't uploaded a lot of film shots to Flickr, because I'm waiting for uh, Chris to finish off with scanning his rolls. I still have about 14 rolls, I think, to scan in and uh, still have like four to develop and maybe eight sheets of four by five to develop. So I got a lot ahead of me. Usually when I uh, upload film pictures, I personally, I will sh- upload about two pictures per roll. There's usually like keepers I want to show. How about you, for you, Chris? Um, well, I just scanned like 23 rolls. <laughs> <clears throat> so I have a lot to upload, but usually one to super roll, just kind of give an idea of like what I can do with the film. And you, you guys are doing your own processing? Um, I process my black and white and my C41. I only do black and white. I'm not that crazy. <laughs> now, what about uh, Chris? Will you be heading into E6 territory soon? Um, well, I don't think I shoot enough to kind of like offset the cost. Maybe eventually. You can always start. <laughs> you can start shooting more E6 and then force yourself to start doing it yourself. <laughs> and most mostly medium format you guys are shooting? Mostly. <laughs> not guys aren't venturing into like 110 film or anything like that? Not personally, no. You guys thinking, if you think one of you guys will uh, climb the mountain and get to 8x10? We definitely plan it. We've talked about it. He's, We're trying to talk to each other into it, and uh, I really want to soon, um, but I don't know. It's We have to find the right camera on eBay the right time to get it, and you have to get you know the holders and everything. Hopefully. We definitely want to do it, though. Do you think that you guys will do it as a group project, or one of you guys like, how do you think you'll purchase the gear? <laughs> um, it'll probably be like a group thing. We'll get it together and just kind of like share the camera, share the accessories. And Chris, you've been shooting Polaroid pack film. Yes, I have. You were the winner of one of the uh, Polaroid cameras uh, from the show, and I handpicked a uh, uh, Polaroid 100 automatic, uh, mostly because quality uh, glass lens tripod socket, uh, and it was in desperate need of some care because it's some, you know, it's some cosmetic issues with it. What, what is your experience so far? Um, I love it. It's just so much fun to shoot the picture. You like wait 90 seconds, and like right away you just have something right in your hands. Right. Are you experimenting with the various exposures options with the light and dark, and or what are your thoughts on your, your final image you're getting? Um, well, I noticed like if you do like normal exposure, it's kind of dark. So I've been lightening it a lot, and I've done a couple of double exposures, which I'll probably post to Flickr in the next couple of days. Are you uh, hip to the fact that you could recover your negatives from your color film? 
Um, I just learned about that yesterday when I listened to the podcast. Actually. So you did you did not know that there's a negative uh, uh, hidden. Well, I saw the negative and I was kind of like, oh, maybe I should save them. I kind of have a pile of them, but I'm not sure what I could do with them. But now I think I might save them. Yeah, you'll you'll be amazed because there's uh, they're less contrasty. The negatives uh, and the process is is really not that difficult. Okay. Our good friends, uh, the film wasters, have a tutorial online. Okay, I'll definitely check it out. Do you think something you you? I mean, the Polaroid is it something you think you're going to continue with, or is it like what? what how do you feel about it for, as far as it's a novelty? Like, how do you feel? Um, well, I was kind of like against getting into the whole Polaroid thing, but now I have some like four x five Polaroid, and I have the Polaroid 100, and I have some for my 600 camera. So it's kind of like here for now, and we'll see where it goes. What are you doing with 4x5? Right now, just kind of playing around with it. I mean, the is it, it's a back for your camera? Yes, I have the 501 or 545, whatever it is. Which, which camera are you shooting? Um, I have a Toyo View camera. Oh, very nice, very nice. And you've been shooting like the FP100 C45? Well, no. No, I have some expired Type 59. It expired in like 1985, but it still looks awesome. What are you shooting with today? I have my Mami RZ67. I have some FP100C for the Polaroid 100, and I have my Nikormat EL. I'm gonna throw as many rolls as I can through. Yeah, awesome. I'm sitting here with Leslie. Hi, Leslie. Hi. Now, Leslie, you have a shop. It's called Imagine That. Yeah, Imagine That. Imagine that. Imagine that. Can you tell me just a little bit about the store? It's it's rather eclectic. I do everything from People will bring me 8x10-inch negatives or ambrotypes to make prints from, all the way up to, I got this SD card, and I don't know how to get my images off of it. Can you make me a CD? Sure. So it just runs the gamut. Um, my first camera I got when I was 10 years old, it was a 126 and schematic, and I've had an affair with film ever since. Can you tell, for those who don't know, what's like an ambrotype? An ambrotype was done between 1855, 56, and about 1865 it was gone. And it was done on a plate of glass. It was the, uh, it came after daguerreotype. Daguerreotype was done on polished silver plate. And doing it on glass, of course, was a lot cheaper. So it's constant. We always think we have to go better, cheaper, quicker, whatever. Then they would put, and it was a very faint image on a piece of glass, and they put either black fabric, they painted it, black paper, whatever, mounted it in the little case. And just last week, I had a full plate Ambrotype come in, and I thought, oh, what a privilege to handle this. It was wonderful. Yeah, no doubt. I never, I never know what's going to come in. That's what I need in my job. I couldn't just be assembly all the time. It always has to be something different. Now, the shop, the shop, this is your shop? My shop, yes. And when, when, can you tell me about the, the genesis of the shop? Genesis of the shop is I worked um, at a company called B&J Photo right out after high school. Bob and Justine McManus had a traditional photographic shop. I worked there for 24 years. When I left them, decided to open my own shop, almost just specializing in retouching, restorations, archival printing. And when B&J finally went out, I started carrying traditional photographic supplies because our, we have two universities and a high school which still teach it, which is wonderful. So now I have good old Tri-X and Plus-X and uh, the resin-coated papers, some fiber papers, but I'm afraid if I didn't have those classes here, I probably wouldn't carry much because there isn't a big market beyond that to have for walk-in traffic. So students are kind of drifting into, they're coming into your store? Oh, yes, they do, many. 
many. They're probably uh, not old enough to appreciate how awesome it is to have a shop like yours. Maybe. And if they come in, they'll say, I got this camera from my grandpa. And I thought, oh, come on. This is ridiculous. Can you show me how to use it? Yeah. It's nice that the uh, kids are uh, shooting film, though. It is wonderful that they're shooting film. And I always said, once you get in the dark room, you will understand your camera. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And you put a little window display together for us today. Can you just tell me about some of these from your personal collection? Like, what's in your window? Everything there is from my personal collection, from... Um, cameras which aren't cameras, imitation cameras like the decanter cameras, to presents from uh, friends, family, auctions. People get these things in their, they're cleaning out their attics and they'll bring me in a bag of cameras. So this is a collection that's gone on a long time and personally I didn't realize I had so much stuff until I put it together for you. Are you still still involved or shooting instant photography? I would love to shoot more instant photography and I'm so thrilled that the Impossible Project is back. Do you own any like uh, like Polaroid pack cameras? I do have some pack cameras. They're probably because I've I've moved twice. In 2000, I got married and moved and left my darkroom in another town, and it just all kind of migrates. But that's the reason for giving oh, you some look at that. today. Look at that. I'm afraid, though, a few of my pack cameras, I ripped the lenses out and made them pinhole. Oh, no, that's, that's okay. So, what would you want, uh, for people listening or people who are going to become in the area, what would you want them to know about your store? Oh, my. What would I want them to know about my store? <laughs> well, there, there's always a, a story going on. There's always a crisis going on. There's always something exciting going on. And people will come in and they'll have a little, such as that Ambrotype. The lady had no idea what was going on and I could date it for her. I just submitted some pictures to the local newspaper that was shot in 1871. Did you shoot this, they said? No, I'm afraid not. Um, I have a very large collection of vintage negatives of Findlay and the surrounding area from 1898 up, about 14,000 negatives. That's my retirement project to catalog those. So That's amazing. Is there a historical society or do they know what you're working on? They do. A lot of times if they don't have something, they'll send people down to me to see if I've got an image of it that I've indexed already. So I, I might leave my collection to them. I'm not sure yet. Well, well it's very important work that you're doing here. So, Thank you. Thank you very much. We, we certainly at the show totally appreciate it. When Matt told me about your shop, I was like, oh, my God. That's so amazing. So, yeah, real big thanks from all the FPP folks. Wonderful. I'm so thrilled to see you guys here today. And I have presents. Oh, and presents. I do. The 108. Yep. I love this stuff. Did you ever use this? No, no, no. Uh, I've heard a lot about that, this though. This is great. This is my favorite one, the high contrast black and white. There's some more 108 Olympus lens tissue. Like, this was anything fabulous. I've got some Ektar 25. That's beautiful. Here. Some 125. Uh, there's a roll of Ektar 25 and 120 size. So you guys can arm wrestle over this little oh, we box are. of goodies. Oh, we and are. Here's to your videographer. I gave him a beta tape. <laughs> oh, very nice. Polaroid SX70? Definitely SX70. The so, original non-peeling Polaroid film. And you uh, are doing Polaroid, what's known as Polaroid manipulations. Now, these are... Uh, did you recently shoot these? No, these were shot in like probably 1989 or 1990. Is that when the manipulations were done? Yes. Can you tell me what, when someone says a Polaroid manipulation to an SX-70 print, what does that mean exactly? 
That means um, you wait till the, uh, the obviously till the film pops out of the camera. You wait till your image fully comes up. Uh, SX70 was slower than 600, so it would take maybe 10-15 minutes to fully come up. And then I would get out my trusty lacquered chopstick that I carried with me and I would start moving the emulsion around and they had more the appearance of little mini paintings than a traditional straight out of the camera type of thing. And at that time, this is how it stayed. We never peeled them off the back. We never made transparencies. It was pretty much it. I did experiment a little bit with matte spraying them so that the surface would have a tooth and then I would maybe oil over the top but I never liked the look of that. I liked the look of the the manipulation straight from the camera. Now back in uh, the late 80s, early 90s, uh, internet was at its you know infancy. So w- how did you first discover you know about the idea, even the idea of doing manipulations? Well, I'm not sure that I really remember, except there again working previously at a dealership. Was, I worked very close with Polaroid, and we were always doing different types of projects and and considering Polaroid as art and not just instant photography. So it probably had something to do with that. There were maybe a couple publications that Polaroid put out about this type of thing. I tried one. I liked it. It was history. How many have you done? Hundreds. No kidding. Yes, hundreds. And do you have them all, or have you been displaying them? What's what's become of the collection? I haven't looked at them in a long time. Um, kind of once I got married, I put everything into storage, moved into a house that already was full of stuff, you know, that type of thing. And they're just now surfacing again. So I'm rather enjoying looking at them again. A lot of them uh, were architecture, but a lot of them also, too, were automobiles from the 40s, which I absolutely love. Do people know that the artist that you are, or do people think of you as a shop? owner they probably some of them think of me as a shopper and I always just say I used to be somebody <laughs> because these uh, these should be on display these should be in a gallery Matt should be oh my, like impossible needs to pick these up yesterday like this is great yeah it's probably more popular now with all the websites that are available uh, for younger people people uh, scurrying trying to get a hold of the last packs of the TZ artistic film which is no longer made. And then I see on the Impossible Project that some of their new films, they're encouraging some manipulation. Are you up on that as well? I'm up on that a little bit. Uh, I do try to keep track of them. Uh, Matt actually helps me with that. But but you're right about that. At the time, really, I was about the only one really doing this. So I did make kind of an impression because I was the only one. And Polaroid, uh, and then I also did the transfers. And that was very cool because you could either shoot it out of the pack camera and deal with the transfer. And we transferred onto everything. Fabric. We transferred onto watercolor paper. Uh, somebody wanted me to transfer one on their jacket, so I transferred one on the arm of their jacket for them. So the transfers were very cool. And then I had a little deal with Bull, uh, Bowling Green State University and Polaroid where I got to go up and teach transfers. And because there weren't many pack cameras even at that time, we would do the slide process. We put the slide in an enlarger. And we would take the pack in the dark room, open it up, and take our pack in there, then put it into an existing camera, pull it out, peel it, do the transfer. So I did the transfers a lot too. Now, are these, are, is your work uh, available to be seen somewhere? Like, do you have it online on Flickr? Like, is it anywhere? Can people see your work? Heck no. Oh, we, this, this has to be changed, Matt. Yeah, yeah. Now, how do you feel about your work? Are you, are you cool with, like, posting it online? Or I know sometimes some artists don't want their work to be seen online. Like, how do you feel about it? Oh, that, that's certainly fine. I look back at my stuff now because I'll tell you, once this whole 
working for yourself type of thing. I want to start enjoying photography again. I certainly don't mind having that type of uh, exposure on the internet of other people enjoying it too or cursing it or whatever. Actually, good story about Polaroid. I had I had a manipulation. Oh, on I'm my sorry. Phone. Can you say that one more time? Say good story about Polaroid because I don't hear it that often from oh, the other guys. No. <laughs> say that again. I love Polaroid. A good story about Polaroid. And this will all fit into because you're really going to like this. Um, I had a Polaroid image on my desk that I had manipulated my desk at work. Had it down and a guy from the service department walks by, picks it up and he goes, hmm, bad pack of film throws it down and walks on okay that's the one so i entered in a local photo contest i win first place with it oh minuscule you know couple hundred dollars maybe someone also buys this image for 250 dollars and i thought no good pack of film so, uh, yeah uh, so i've i have always loved polaroid and what it does and and people will say oh wonderful what did you shoot that with i said well 19 dollar 95 cent polaroid Oh, so like yeah. I've always said, it, it's it's not the brush or the paint; it's just what you do with it. Yeah. So. Well, now I'm really looking forward to seeing your work, and hopefully in the, in the coming months, with the help of Matt, because I'm gonna keep bugging him, we could like start start seeing your work show up. I um uh, now that now that you and I are friends on Facebook, you can go back to my personal site, and I've posted a few on there that I've done recently, maybe half a dozen, maybe no more than that. It's just called old stuff and new old stuff, but you'll get to see a few of them on that from that point of view too so very nice i'm really looking forward and i'm I'm glad i I didn't get up and walk out i'm glad i got in on this conversation when you guys started talking about uh, polaroid manipulation so i'm sure we'll be talking to you again in the future that would be wonderful and and oh i love polaroid i miss it so much i miss it so much (laughs) would you like to get married again i'll just come move in (laughs) we can pull our dollars for polaroid (laughs) thank you leslie you're welcome thank you I'm standing here in Imagine That, and we've all disco- you know, discovered that everyone here knows who the Trackman is. Yeah. Lauren, can you do the Trackman voice? Hey, the Trackman! <laughs> How about you, Dan? Yeah. Matt? Yeah. You guys? Yeah. <laughs> now, Leslie gave us a box of goodies, and in that box was something called Polaroid Polograph 35mm instant black and white slide film. I know nothing about this. What, Leslie, what is, what is, what is it? This was an instant slide film, because of course Polaroid is instant, instant gratification. And in this little box, you've got your roll of 35mm film. They made this in a traditional color, uh, a black and white high contrast, a straight black and white, uh, possibly a color high contrast too that would have been used for graphs and things like that. This is before digital. So if you needed something that you needed to get projected right away, you could have a graph, shoot it on this, and also in this little box with this roll of film was a little developing pack or developing pod. Oh my goodness. And you had to have the matching machine for it. It just looked like this little sloping thing. You opened the lid up, you put the pod in, and you unattached the little tab on it, pulled the tab out and attached it on a little flange down here. The film also has oh my goodness. a flange in it. So once you rewound it, tried to leave the tail out, and this little roll of film then also fit into this little unit. You pulled it out, attached it at the bottom, slammed the lid shut, pushed the crank down. When you pushed the crank down, you broke the pod in that initial pod, the developing pod, and then you crank about a second a turn. And what you were doing then was spreading that out across the 
35 millimeter film. Um, I believe they only made them in 12 exposures, but I'm not sure about that. When you got to the end, you stopped. The particular film itself told you whether it was in a minute process or a two minute process, whichever. You then, after your time was up, you flipped switch again the, on the side of the machine, you flipped it back, and that reversed the sprockets so that you cranked it again. It rolled all the bad stuff back into the cube and all of your freshly processed film back into the cassette, and then you just pulled them out and mounted them, and you had your slides. How, what was the quality like? Um, grainy. <laughs> the black the black and white high contrast was very grain but it was beautiful because of that right. it just had that kind of almost that uh, infrared glow to it so neat process there again done my share of them really just kind of a super experience and typical with polaroid you would um maybe not get the pod completely spread out so on your first couple frames if they were important shot them twice doubled up on them because you may only get half of an exposure because the developing fluid didn't completely cover it right and so. it was this a uh, short short-lived or how long did this go on for mm, good question maybe I, I don't know maybe five years something like that very nice now does some in order to shoot this would we need some other piece of machinery to, to yes we do. you would need the processor oh anybody here have the processor <laughs> strudel processor he's got all the answers okay all right good yeah well great thank you leslie a, a, a wealth of knowledge well when you get to be this old it happens <laughs> i know the feeling <laughs> i'm walking i'm walking with dave 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 what's your full name Dave Mahali. Rhymes with tamale. Hey, Dave. How you doing? Doing great today. How you doing? Good, good. How did you find out about this meetup? Uh, you know, just listening to the podcast. Kept my ears open and uh, wouldn't miss it. Very, very cool. How long, uh, how, did, when did you, how did you find out about FPP? Well, I think I just uh, was on iTunes one day and put in film, did a search, and you popped up. And I... I Came on board about episode three. Episode three. Yeah, so I had to go back and listen to the first two, and then uh, here we are. Here we are. How did you get into film photography and or were you shooting digital first, then got into film? What, what, how did you get into film? Well, I'll tell you what. In the 70s and 80s, I was pretty much a kid, and back then I played around with 126 and 110 cartridge film. And kind of got out of it until uh, later 90s, about 2000, found out about the whole Lomo thing. Got an LCA, and the rest is history. No kidding. Yeah. Would you say that getting involved with uh, the LCA uh, like started an avalanche of uh, your love for film photography? For sure. Yeah, I've just started and really never looked back. Then a couple years ago, a friend of mine gave me uh, an old Olympus OM2, and uh, it was my first SLR, and at the time I was kind of intimidated. I didn't know what an F-stop from a bus stop, and right. just kind of played around with the dials, figured it out, and then that uh, kind of started the second avalanche. Now I've got all kinds of way too many Olympus cameras and a couple more SLRs, but love it. I feel that, you know, in, in chatting with you uh, just before uh, you you have somewhat of a, a loyalty now to Olympus. Is that true? Yes. Uh, not unlike some people have a loyalty to Polaroid. I understand. Uh, absolutely. And do you have a, an Olympus a Trip Thirty Five? Sure do. Love it. You do. Oh yeah. Don't have it with me today, but I've got two of them at home actually. Yeah. Yeah. We were you know just over in the UK and we were hanging out with uh, our, our good friend uh, Ian Cook. Yep. Yeah, a big, big trip guy from way back, yeah. He is the trip guy. He says, uh, as far as shooting with any other camera, well, there's really no other reason to. You, you're stuck with Olympus now. Yeah, I mean, the trips are pretty nice. You don't have to worry about a battery as long as your selenium cell is okay and it's not dead. And even if it's dead, then you just switch it over to 2.8 and take night shots with it. So, very useful. What camera do you have around your neck right now? This one right here, I have a 35, Olympus 35 SP rangefinder. Uh, kind of early 70s, about 40 years old. Is it similar to a Trip 35 or not, not at all? Well, it's, uh, it's rangefinder instead of 
the zone focus, so you have to do a little focusing, but I tell you, you, go, you get some really nice shots with it, and it's got a 1.7 uh, lens, so it's nice and fast. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, is today the first day you're shooting with the new Kodak Portra films? Yes, never tried it before. I loaded my uh, X-A3, another Olympus camera with the Portra, and looking forward to trying it out. What 35 millimeter film are you usually shooting with? Tell you what, I like a lot of uh, black and white stuff, but I'm lazy and don't feel like developing it. So what I do is I get the uh, BW400CN, C41, take it to my local Costco. They develop for about four bucks and you're good to go. Are you doing your own scans? Uh, I do sometimes, sure. Yep, sometimes yeah. I have them do it. They do a good job, right? Yeah. Really not bad. Not, it's better than you think. And you are currently on Flickr. Yes, I am. And how long? How did you discover Flickr? Uh, again, just doing a web search for photography and got into it that way. It popped up right away. And how's the day going today? Fantastic day. Couldn't ask for better weather. Yeah. Loving it. How about that? Imagine that. Fantastic place. Yeah, I'd go there every day if I lived here. Well, thanks, Dave. Let's continue on our walk. Hey, I'm here with Jason. Hey, Jason. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing great. How did you hear about the FPP Midwest Meetup? Hi, on your uh, Flickr stream and, and Facebook post. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. And have you listened to the radio show? I have. Uh, I've been listening to it for the past couple months. Oh, no kidding. Okay, how did you find it? I was actually searching online for uh, something Polaroid, and I ran across a Flickr stream where somebody posted a camera that they donated to the podcast, and I thought, oh, what is, what's this podcast? And so I went on to iTunes and, and checked it out and been hooked ever since. Oh, that's really cool. And uh, where are you from? We're in Findlay, Ohio right now. Where are you in uh, relation to that? I'm in Troy, Ohio, which is about an hour and a half south of Findlay. So were you kind of stoked when you heard we're having a meetup here? Extremely stoked, because I... I I was jealous of the UK and the, the New York meetups, and so I was very happy to hear that you guys were coming to Finley. That's great. Now, how long have you been shooting film? Uh, probably just a, a little under a year, uh, actually. I started uh, in about September of, of 2010, and, and I've been shooting uh, more proficiently uh, this year. So. And before that, were you shooting digital? I was. I started in digital uh, point-and-shoot in 2008 and upgraded to a DSLR and then just became hooked on film and the, the process behind it. What, what, what is it that, how did you discover film? Like, what is it that, like, how did it happen? I was actually at my uh, father-in-law's estate sale, and I came across in his electronics uh, Canon AE-1P, and I thought, oh, yeah, I'm going to check this out. And unfortunately, it was uh, beyond repair, but the shop I took it to had an AE-1P for sale, so I just went ahead and purchased it, shot a couple rolls, and then it wasn't until my wife bought a Polaroid SX-70 for me that I really kind of started to get into film, and, and now it's I've got an extreme case of gas. So No, no doubt, no doubt. What uh, are you still are you still shooting digital? Uh, occasionally, not as much as I have been shooting film, but I do still shoot digital on occasion. So. Right. And currently, how many how many cameras do you own? Uh, I think I'm up to around 15. No kidding. I actually stepped back. No no kidding. For real. And are you uh, shooting strictly 35 and instant? No, I'm also shooting medium format 120. I just got a Hasselblad 500 CM. So, uh, yeah, I'm very excited about that. And I've got some Holgas and uh, Dianas as well for 120. So, You know, the Hasselblad, uh, Dan Domi is shooting with it. Uh, Matt Marash is shooting with it. I, I don't own one. It, you know, it, is it all that? It is. It is it all really that. Is. It, it is. Yeah, and I've only shot one roll through it, and it's just the the sound of the shutter. You're just hooked instantly. And Would you call it dreamy? Very dreamy. And when did you discover, uh, you know, or start using Flickr.com? 
Uh, I've been on Flickr for probably uh, maybe two years ago, and uh, you know I would put some stuff on it here and there, but I've been using it pretty heavily within the past year. How do you like it? I love it. It's a great place to be inspired by work, and it's uh, it's a community and uh, with other photographers and you know people just trying to get their work. Do you visit various groups on Flickr? I do. I'm probably a member of 20 different groups, I think. Uh, Mostly film? Mostly film, yes. Have you seen the new FPP site? I have. I love the new FPP site. It's very easy to navigate, very, uh, it's got a vintage feel to it, and it's uh, just, uh, it's very cool. I really like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it myself. It's new uh, for folks out there listening, and it's a way to uh, br- kind of bring the community together. Yeah, I think so, and uh, that's what's great about shooting film is the, the community aspect of it. Everybody's just, you talk about cameras, you talk about film, and you just have a lot of fun, and it's much different than uh, shooting digital. So. What are you shooting today? Today I'm shooting uh, Canon AE-1P with the Kodak Portra 400, and then uh, a little bit later I'm going to break out the Hasselblad with some uh, ADOX uh, 50 uh, speed black and white. Are you doing your own developing? I have not dived into the world of home development yet, but I'm sure that's around the corner. Yeah, I mean, it's something you're looking forward to? Yeah, I think so. I, I am definitely looking forward to it. Who's currently doing your processing? Uh, Blue Moon Camera and Machine in Portland. Those are a nice bunch of guys up there. Yes, they are very nice, and I heard about them on the podcast, and so cool. I, I check them out. And have you seen Zeb Andrews' work? Yeah, his whole garamas are just amazing, and he, he does some really nice stuff. Awesome. Thanks. What is the secret to cheap framing? The secret to cheap framing is get your glass at the local hardware store. Is that right? Yeah. Well, I mean, these frame stores, they charge they charge 15, 20, 30 bucks for a pain uh, a $3 pane of glass that's at Ace Hardware. All you need to do is clean it up a little bit. Thank you for that tip, Matt. Yeah, you know. Well, we're across from Ace Hardware. I thought I'd uh, share that. And I'm standing standing here with Matt Mirage, and we've been, uh, you know, uh, we have uh, Joey Joey K with us actually shooting some videotape. Matt, what can you tell me, you know, about Finlay, Ohio? We've been doing a lot of shooting downtown Finlay. Tell me about it. Well, this is uh, this is like the historic downtown. Uh, some of the buildings here go back to the uh, late 1800s. Some of what we have have now is kind of like building around it you got some modern stores leaking their way in everything looks kind of kind of fresh now because we had a we had a flood but now everybody's kind of like getting their confidence back moving in businesses are changing hands but it's it's looking pretty good seems to be some really nice shops like you have the baker's cafe oh my god i love well yeah we had a great time there so how, how long has that been there baker's cafe is new they came in in january so oh no kidding yeah there's a lot of new places around here and it, it's nice that they they keep it fresh but you, i don't really have that i don't have a max you know i'm yeah, yeah. i'm just having a Max. Tell me about the uh, the artist building. Oh, the uh, the Jones building. Now, that's one of the historical late 1800s buildings. And up there, they have, uh, I would say, about 20, 30 different artist galleries. But artists can rent out for a very nominal fee per month. And they can work up there. Some of them work and live up there. And they can post their original arts. They don't have to go far. The local art league is right downstairs. So they can submit their art there. Some of the artists up there are... Um, nationally known they have a representation in new york galleries some of them and uh, like the guy that was there today phil he's a he's great painter and a wide variety we have fiber artists painters six photographers one film photographer so it's it's pretty cool it's a verse that's that's really great Hey, we're back. Wow. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, uh, my feeling about the Midwest meetup was, you know, it was very mellow. Oh, yeah. We met up, you know, we met outside. Uh, Imagine that. 
Uh, Matt, you took the group shot on your 8x10 camera. Got to get a group shot. Yeah. yeah. What did you shoot it on, by the way? I shot it. This one was on black and white. Okay. So I think, I think I'm think i channeling my, my inner Donker Dave. Okay. Because he, <laughs> he got the UK meetup in black and white. It was on HP5, which oh. is like the uh, the Ilford version of Triax. We went from uh, Leslie's store right into, like, we just, like, uh, uh, melted right into, what's the name of the Baker's? Oh, the Baker's Cafe. Baker's yeah. Cafe. That's one of Leslie's it, girlfriends that owns that okay. place. Yeah. It, it started with... Uh, Joe saying, hey, I'm going to go get a cup of coffee. Joe's going to get some like Joe? That. No yeah. way. Yeah, they make the best brownies in town. It was amazing. Th- these are the big goods and not the yeah. Kodak cameras. <laughs> okay. <No>. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. And then we hit the street, and, you know, the weather was just beautiful. Gorgeous. Mm. Gorgeous. It Sunny. wasn't too hot. Uh, and I was very impressed with, with downtown Finlay. It was, it was, it was great. Uh, you know, you got some old buildings. you got some new buildings. You have a lot of great shops. Mm-hmm. Including a, a, an Oriental uh, grocery yeah. shop that sells Mr. Brown. Mr. Mr. Brown. Yeah. Uh, I discovered that Tommy Lee Jones does commercials for coffee over in uh, Japan. Japan. Yeah. He's the boss. Yeah, he's the boss. Polaroid Big Shot, 
Uh, uh, the Impossible Project, of course, had their modified Polaroid Big Shot. Yeah, for right? the 600 film. Yeah. For six, they yeah. modified it for 600 film. You can check that out over at impossibleproject.com. There's been a lot of buzz. On top of the fact that there's been buzz for the Polaroid 420 camera at the FPP store, mm -hmm. uh, it's right. an amazing, strange camera that has one focal length. Yeah, and you got to do the shuffle. Yeah, yeah. You do the yeah. big shot shuffle, uh, which is walking back and forth to find your focus. Fortunately, there is a rangefinder in there. I there did is, not know yes. that. Oh, yeah. you did not know that. No. It's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. And then, of course, bright. once you get your focus, you just shoot it. Yeah. Bang. It, it is a bang. It, it is, is a bang with that flash. What, what is it? Use flash cubes? The cubes. Uses magic cubes. Magic cubes. Magic cubes are uh, flash cubes that do not need a power source. Got their own power. Yes. The big shot. Well, is um, the way the they're spirit designed. of Andy Warhol yeah. is in those Yes, yeah, so it creates an explosion <laughs> yeah, without like power. Yeah. Yes, and the Big Shot needs no battery. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break, talk about Big Shot, Polaroid. We're yeah. going to come back talk about the gallery show. Have Brown. some Mr. Brown. Take it easy. <laughs> have some Mr. Brown, and we'll be right back. Old-fashioned Christmas holidays must have been wonderful. What a shame that the fun of those days couldn't have been captured in wonderful pictures like this. Well, today... Thanks to the magic of flash photography, the high moments of your holiday fun can be preserved in pictures. And because of Sylvania Bantam 8 flash bulbs, you see, these tiny little Bantam 8s give you just the right light for your film. Not too little and not too much, but just right for wonderful, lifelike pictures. And you can get 12 of these tiny Bantam 8s in one of these handy black and yellow cartons and still save money. Bantamates cost less than the bigger bulbs, and yet they give you the same surefire dependability of all Sylvania Blue Dot flash bulbs. So visit your nearest photo counter very soon and pick up several cartons of Bantam 8 so that you'll be sure to be ready for those Christmas picture opportunities and also get several packs as gifts for photo fans. Bantam 8s work equally well with expensive or inexpensive cameras, and they fit any flash attachment that takes a midget bulb. Hey, we're back. Matt, I was thrilled to attend your gallery show at the Finlay University, and it was really the first gallery show that I've been to. Oh, really? Yeah, that, wow. that I know, that, you know. Oh, you, you know, know the guy. You, yeah. You know, it felt, felt good. We're going to go to some sound bites, which I do ask you some of these questions, but just an, a, a brief overview. Sure. Uh, well, you know, what uh, format uh, a film did you shoot? Uh, is it black and white? Is it color? What's the overview of your gallery show? The overview is uh, the whole thing was based on the 52 Project, and that was what I started the whole little blog about, and it was like my mission to learn how to use my film camera. And the first one I got was my Hasselblad 500C, which is a 120 medium format, 6x6 film. The first 12 images when you walk in to the show are all medium format, square format images. It's a mix of black and white and color because I, I tried out a lot of different films, a lot of different, um, a lot of different techniques, and even print, uh, printing-wise, different techniques, and that's kind of like a mishmash of all of that in those first 12 images. There's black and white, color, different films, different everything, but then it's all kind of held together by this consistent theme of uh, portraiture and really natural stuff, not too posed, not too, uh, really not too formal. And then the next two walls are when I kind of like opened up into the large format photography. Right with the 8x10, and those are all black and whites with that, because black and white's just what I started shooting a lot of. Yeah. Well, I was thrilled that uh, myself and Joe Kolbeck, we uh, invaded the, uh, the gallery space with our cameras. I had my uh, Zoom audio recorder with me. I walked around, talked to a bunch of folks. Let's listen to what was going on on the floor, as they say. Here's the 
Lawrence. Lauren, Lauren, tell me a little bit about Matt's show at the university here. Well, it's his first show, like, ever, that he did all by himself. He's been in multiple shows before, um, but they've usually been contest shows, such as, like, oh, it was, like, the Finley Art League competition. And he got awards for his stuff, and it was really cool. But this is the first one that he's ever been able to do all himself, all about his stuff. And it's been really, really, like, kind of, like, stressful, but the good kind of stress, which comes with making a show. He's really, really excited about it. How long has it taken him to put this show together? Well, I mean, um, the sh- he knew he was going to have a show, like, back in, like, uh, like April. Like, he knew for a fact that, okay, this is what my show is going to be. This is what I have to set it up. He, he, was, he, had a, he had an idea in mind about what he wanted and where he wanted it. And as soon as he knows what he has, he just goes and does it. I'm here with Mariana. Could you tell, tell me your, your full name and what you do here? Uh, I'm Mariana Hofer, and I'm a local artist. I'm a poet and a photographer. I do film photography and traditional hand tinting, stuff like that. Thank you. Um, is it nice for you to see him kind of discover? Yeah, it is. And it was nice for him, for me to see him discover film and older cameras. You know, I mean, I have a couple of Minolta X700s, but I've also got a 1948, 1950 Miopta Flexoret medium format pain in the butt. 120 camera um, from Czechoslovakia. So, um, and you know, so it's nice for me to see other people looking at older cameras and going, hey, these are still cool. We can still do stuff with them. Yeah, the large format camera I'm so excited about for him. I think that's really cool. Do you think new students will discover the, the joy of film photography? Are you, are you, do you feel confident that it will continue as an artistic medium? I think so. I mean, because there's stuff you can, you can only do with film that you can't do with digital. Like, I like to shoot, like, grainy stuff. You can't really do that with digital because digital wants to fix everything. You know, my cameras are beautifully programmed to not fix anything so you know and I, there's just something about film and about the sound and about the smell and about waiting for it you know that I just you know I really really appreciate that's awesome thank you very much thank you. I'm standing here with a man who this is his gallery show of course no stranger to folks listening FPP co-host Matt Mirage really awesome let me ask you uh, how long have you been, you've been preparing for the show? Like, when did you first know there's going to be a show of your work? Um, well, I knew they, well, what they do is they submit it to, like, the, the board. So there's, like, every department in the art department has to, like, vote and say, yeah, yeah, let's go with this kid. So it's, it's kind of like a bidding process. Um, and, like, other local artists and bigger artists can come in. The bigger artists, they're like, hey, I want a show. And they get it. But everybody else kind of has to bid for it. And... They, they don't want to have like two, they want to like play favorites for people that were former students. So they usually put us during the summer if they can get it. And I didn't find out because it was between me and like some other really good photographer. Like I was like, all right, I'll take, yeah. But another really good large format photographer actually, local and well, Ohio local. And I found out like late April. <laughs> so I had to, I have a scrambling as soon as I found that out. So just kind of what works, what, what do I have that looks like a continuous body work that's so hard <laughs> yeah so I had all these different kinds of shots and during the 52 project like I was like all right let's do exteriors this week so I had this this mishmash I was going through my negs and I was like oh I can't have I can't have like 100 pieces because there's no way it's gonna look cohesive you know there's not gonna be a theme about it and then I started looking at some of the shots like I kind of have this I, I guess I kind of have like this ephemera like not a retro feel but something nostalgic
nostalgic and you don't quite can't put your finger on it. So I've seen that in a lot of shots. And then I was seeing more of that in shots with the head people in them. So it's like, okay, well, let's find weeks where I took pictures of people. So now I'm down to 51 weeks of 52 weeks. Right. I landed like one roll that didn't have people on it. So then it's just a matter of going through and seeing, you know, I want to have color because I shot a lot of color with the Hasselblad, but I want to have eight by 10 because I had a lot of, so it's, it's a balance. It's so hard. And I shot with, you know, I had like the Lomo shots, trip 35, and you kind of have to weed those out, unfortunately, because I didn't do enough of it. Like, right. Um, and a Polaroid wall, you kind of have to like weigh, well, are people going to see it as professional? Unfortunately, in this area, um, it's not seen too much as professional. Like, I'd have to have stellar work like Leslie to like really push Polaroid. So, so this is primarily a large, this is a large format show, 4x5 and 8x10, or is there some 120 film here as well? Well, uh, this wall right here, uh, the color in black and white is all... Um, Hasselblad, so it's six by six, one twenty film, and then everything else is large format, eight by ten, no four by five. So okay. I was never graced with uh, the the economy of four by five. Just a shot right into eight by ten. Very nice. You're moving forward by this year in 2011, and you're doing a you're disciplining yourself to shoot one eight by ten image a day. Yeah, it's more like whipping yourself after a while. Yeah. Um, it's incredible. You can say that. Um, it's uh, hard, nerve wracking. You don't know what your next subject's going to be. Every day, I'm forcing myself to take at least at least one picture. Some people are like, no, it has to be one picture every day, all day. You know, some days I miss a day. I've, I'm three and a half weeks into it. I've, I've missed a couple days. I missed yesterday, so I shot three today. But at least one sheet a day. And then once I have six to eight sheets, I'll go into the dark room. I'll, pro I'll soup them up, and then I'll dry those. And then the next day, I'll come in and I'll print. And it's just forcing me to a point where, like, I mean, I, I spent way too much time in the dark room getting these to look consistent, like a good on the same wall um i can tell you they're not they're not good on the same wall unless you put a lot of work in each print but now i'm already to the point where every picture i take every negative i can slap it under the enlarger for the same time calibrated everything and it looks good at you know the consistent time so it's all forcing yourself to get out there and do it so and now setting up the camera i'm sure you saw me out there today like setting it up is is a breeze less than five minutes you're doing some color processing yourself tell me about what color processing you are doing yourself what format? Um, medium format, large format, um, black and white, C41, and E6 processing. I don't cross-process because I can't afford the chemicals. Right. I mean, you know, that much. And that includes for 8x10 work or no? It includes 8x10. It's actually, I started processing it in 8x10, and then I, I thought, well, maybe I can, if I can control this drum that's rolling around on this table, maybe I can control the, the tank temperature with a water bath, and then I moved down. So it's kind of weird. Okay. It worked. Yeah, no, absolutely. So you've done some color 8x10 this year, but you think the majority is going to be black and uh, right now, I have, um, on the year, I have 30 sheets of color I've shot, I've burned through. 10 thanks to the FPP. The Ektar is great. Looks right. good. But I've already done almost 50 sheets of black and white, so it's going to be a black and white year. Which, I don't mind. It's Black and white has a different feel. And it's funny. When I go out east, like uh, New Jersey, New York, they don't want to see color. Like, everybody loves black and white. When I told when I told your barber over there that it was going to be in black and white, she flipped. Really? She, she was all about black and white. And even my, my aunt and uncle, my mom, they, they love the black and white. They, color's kind of like... And even some of the, the people um, talking about, you know, films that are running running out, like they're discontinuing them, it seems to happen in color more than it's happening in black and white. And it's kind of like black and white still has this, this feel that can't quite be recreated digitally. Right. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, it's going to be a black and white year. Well, it's been it's a real pleasure being here at the show, and it was a great photo walk here in Finlay, Ohio. So it was a great day. Yeah, it all came together kind of like last minute, but I'm, I'm glad that everybody's... I've, I'm looking at Finlay with new eyes now, Mike. Oh, good. Well, thank you, Matt. Thanks for, you know, leading the tour today. 
you know, the group that came down, the guys that came down, the FP, the great, great FPP listeners. Well, Matt, I'm going to, you know, see you back at the studio. This whole experience, the Midwest meetup, your gallery show, has been like a really satisfying, but it felt really nice coming to Finlay, Ohio. Well, it's great to hear. It's yeah. a really warm town. Uh, it's got some great shops. Uh, I'm very impressed with the university. It oozes charm. Yes. You know, you have the George House across the street with coffee. Oh, man. Uh, the only thing I'm sad about, I think, is the fact that it's midsummer and there's not the hustle and bustle. I guess September would be a lot more... Uh, stuff going on? Stuff, like people, stuff. students. Oh, students. Yeah, that's when you really get into it, September, October, because yeah. they come in in August, like mid-August, but yeah. they don't really like walk out of their dorm rooms until oh, then, okay. get, yeah. get kind of <laughs> confident about it. Yeah. But yeah, when, when the students are here, that adds about almost 5,000 people to the town. To the town. To the town. So yeah. there's a lot of students walking around town as well. Definitely. Yeah. 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 What's uh, next for you, Matt, from a photographic perspective? Like, what? You, what's next? What do you want? Oh, no. Do people ask you that a lot? Hey, man, well, no. This is, next? this is you're the first person to ask me like the the artiste kind of question. What's next for Matt Mirage? Yeah. You know? No. <laughs> well, I'm already working on it. The next is like the now, right now. I guess I'm doing a. I'm forcing myself to take one eight by ten picture a day. It's on the same film. It's going to be developed with the same developer. And then it's going to be printed on the same paper for the same time. And I'm going to have a bunch of eight by ten fiber prints from a shot that I take every day. Are these details you can reveal? Like what film, what paper? Oh, most definitely. That's the great thing about large format. Like there's so many like so many things that can go wrong that I have no problem telling you the four things I do right. Now. <laughs> what what, yeah. what uh, film? Sure, I'm shooting HP5 and I develop it in PyroCat HD. I talked about that before yeah. on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> PyroCat HD, and then I shoot it onto Ilford Multigrade 4 glossy fiber paper. Nice. The double weight stuff, it's really great. Great. And then I developed that in Dectol. Real, very, very simple right. films and papers with like one weird developer in there. Now the amazing thing, of course, is the fact that, you know, you said a shot a day. That's a shot a day on an 8x10 camera. Yes. So it's like a 365 project, but on an 8x10 camera. Well, I... I started saying, well, you know, I'll just do it this summer. So I started on June 21st. Right. Well, okay. And if I'm, if I still have like the will and desire, the drive to do it after summer, I'll keep doing it into the fall and we'll kind of see where it goes. Winter, I know winter would be like awful. I had a hard time when I had just a roll of film to do in a week, but a shot a day, I might, I might call it quits after fall. Have, I, you, have you sought out uh, corporate sponsors for this? You're going to need it. Yeah. I mean, I would even sell them space on the chest because I know yeah. how, uh. So this is not a year project. You're taking. You're not saying. You're not committing yourself to a year. You're just saying. Not you're doing a shot a day until. And yeah, and pretty. It's pretty uh, open ended. But right now, it's most definitely till the end of the summer. I got enough film till the end of the summer. One shot a day. Enough paper probably through mid fall if I don't mess up too much. Now, and in between the eight by ten, will you be shooting? Some other stuff. Will you be shooting some 35s, some Polaroids? Like, like, do you do you incorporate photography into every which way in your life? Very much so, and and it's great because Lauren's really used to it. And getting her, you know, she's kind of got the pack fever, Mike. Oh, yes. See, we did it. We talked. We said Polaroid. Yes. Um, oh, excellent! Uh, <laughs> pack fever, fantastic. Mo move on. Come on. Yes, moving fantastic on. Moving summer. on. Yes. Right, ahead. <laughs> um, yeah. So the project's really open ended. I try to incorporate other formats into it. I'm doing a lot of 35 lately because like everyone's talking about it, and you know we're going to be talking about 35 down the road here because right. we have yes, to. Yes, the fans yes, are on us yes. about it, and I'm incorporating that. I feel like I need to show the Hasselblad some love. I haven't picked up. Yeah. I haven't picked up Victor in neglected. the couple weeks. Victor, you call him Victor? Yeah, Victor, Victor Hasselblad. Hasselblad. Yeah. Did you uh, shoot Hasselblad on the streets of 
the FPP Midwest meetup, or, do, or did you have your mamiya? Bits and bobs. Bits and bits and bobs. Yeah. I do have a quick question here. I just want to, you know, poll everybody in the room. Those not on the mic can let you shout out. Uh, Joe Colbeck, do you have a, do you own a Polaroid pack camera? He said yes. Yeah. Chris, Chris, do you have a pack camera? Yeah. Oh, Chris won. He won. He won. Yeah, the he, one he won it. Yeah, of course he's got yeah. one. Yeah. For those out there who are listening, you enter these contests, people win. They really yeah, do. They do, and then they become. And then a, they show up. A friend of the yeah, they show up. Uh, Tom, pack camera. Not yet, but hopefully soon. Okay. Mm. All right. Good. Okay. Dan, what do you got? Uh, two thirty. Yeah. The Polaroid two thirty. Yep. Uh, Matt. Oh. I've got a. I've got a four twenty. Yeah, of course. Two two tens. Two two tens. Two color pack twos. Two color pack twos. A super shooter. Super shooter. And a super right. shooter plus. Super wow. shooter plus. Got the gas. Yes. Got two got a four twenty and a half. Pretty much. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm mad like. A hatter so <laughs> mad that I took my color pack and I'm What'd outside you do to it? the FPP studio spray painting. <laughs> I spray painted my color pack to black because I felt that the puke gray color, I'm like, you know, I'm gonna do an experiment because we offer the camera in the shop, the FPP shop. Oh, I yeah. Thought, yeah. You know, this camera with this aqua blue trim might look a lot nicer if it was just black. You know, like the Knight Rider. Okay. <laughs> you know? And then I had a prototype of the FPP sticker, which I put on the side. Ooh. Uh, starting this week, this show, this shoe. If you win film, or you buy something from the store, or you get any type of uh, uh, correspondence from us, there's some FPP stickers thrown in. Oh, nice. that's great. Yeah. We're going to yeah. be everywhere. Yeah. FPP stickers. We're going to get calls from people or letters saying like, I found your sticker. Yeah. It's on, yeah. it's on the back of my car. What's now, this? Yeah. I was <laughs> test. I, I, I brought this color pack to the uh, FPP Midwest meetup for the very purpose of testing it. Because people in the studio were skeptical. Like, oh, it's going to be, you know, gummy and gamey. Like when you touch it. Oh, yeah. Looks good. It feels yeah. good. It, it feels good, but... It does I, look good. Yeah, thank you. Before, needs, a, needs a sticker of David Hasselhoff on the other yes, side. Yes, it does. Hey, before we go... Uh, this is my uh, Johnny Carson. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> before we go, I, 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 I feel something coming on. Oh, that's right. Hey, hey, everybody out there in FPP land. Mike Rosso here. I need to tell you about the FPP eBay page. That's right. Uh, every week we have new FPP 99 cent auctions. 99 cents? Yeah. 99 cents. You go to http colon forward slash forward slash myworld.ebay.com. Follow this. Forward slash film photography project. And you will see our eBay store. And in the past, I've auctioned off my London camera, like the pack camera I brought to London. Oh, yeah. The Polaroid 430. Uh, the crazy Polaroid 210 that I painted red. Yeah. I was out yeah. there like, crazy, like a kook outside the FPP studio with like spray paint. Uh, so, check, so do check it out. It's a stealth camera until you use the flash. That's right. I want to thank you guys for coming. I want to thank you guys for coming. This, has been, this yeah. has been so great having everybody here. Okay. And I want to thank uh, John, Dane, Kevin Spence, the Smooth Sailors. We've been oh, yeah. rolling their music in. The, we've been smoothing it up. And, of course, you can get their music. You can download it from The Smooth Sailors. Just use the Google. The Google. The Smooth, S-M-O-O-V-E, Sailors, to check out their music if you want to know what John's up to. So I um, love that stuff. Uh, you know, uh, uh, not that sad to go because we're going to be back in two weeks. Oh, yeah. Not that long at all. Yeah, we'll be back in two weeks. I'll see you guys soon. So until then. Something with Polaroid, I'm sure. Yeah. No, shoot, uh, shoot some Portra. <laughs> yeah. Portra it up. Yeah. That's it. Portra it up. So until next time, we'll see you guys.
She shows her happy head Through it all a blue thread now.